Okay, people, another episode of Just for Sports. Jamoke Davis here with you on this Thursday as we are getting ready for another great weekend of sports. Tonight, we got Thursday night football between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals. The battle of the last two number one draft picks at quarterback. Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals and for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know who he is, Trevor Lawrence. So this will be fun. I know maybe it's not the most exciting game, but I'll get into it a little bit later, along with my gut check picks. My gut check picks for the weekend. I'm going to do my two-minute drill, if you will. Picking the rest of the games. As also, you know, kind of do my parlay picks. You know, as as I'm going through this drill with you for my gut check picks, I'm kind of like doing my first feeler of where I'm thinking... I want to go with the parlay. Steelers are getting healthy. Bucks getting Antonio Brown back. Maybe that played into a little bit how they lost to the Rams this past weekend. What teams will stay undefeated? You know, generally what's trending as I'm what's trending for Jamoke as I'm thinking about where I'm gonna go. And also, I got my fantasy game as well. So I'll get into that. Major League Baseball. I was watching the playoffs yesterday. The Dodgers, what a comeback over the Padres. A feel for them. And the way Toronto. Yeah, the Yankees made a push in the seventh to tie the game up. Toronto gets back on top six to five, and that's the way the game ended. So we'll get into that. But first, I want to start with the NBA. As media day has now come and gone, training camps are up and running, and the NBA couldn't have had a worse nightmare in the vocal players that are unvaccinated really being at the forefront of the conversation. And my issue with that goes beyond the talk of whether they should get vaccinated or not. Shaquille O'Neal was on his podcast criticizing Kyrie's refusal to get a vaccine. He's not the only one. You know, we do kind of pick on the superstars, Bradley Beal, Andrew Wiggins are getting a lot of the attention. But there are other players. Other players out there that are refusing to get the vaccine. Michael Porter Jr., Jonathan Isaac. About 90% of NBA players are currently fully vaccinated, according to reports which is a good thing. Giannis came out and said he's doing he's doing what's best for his family. LeBron James said he was skeptical at first, but he's doing what's best for his family. 
it's a shame when you look at these players that don't want to get vaccinated. You think about what happened with the Minnesota Timberwolves center, Carl Anthony Towns, who lost his mother and six other family members that all died of COVID. This is not just a league problem. It's a worldwide problem. And I do like the players that came out in favor of the vaccine or or were willing to be recorded either via photo or video. Trailblazers, Robert Covington, Miami Heat's Tyler Hero, Danilo Gallinari, Gordon Hayward, Clay Thompson, Yusuf Nurkic, Enos Cantor, who in Rolling Stone talked about get vaccinated and save lives. That's what we're talking about here. Not talking about you individually. We're talking about on a global scale. And it seems like the irony that the NBA with Rudy Gobert for the Utah Jazz was the first game team league player to shut it down because of COVID. The NBA, the Utah Jazz, and Rudy Gobert. That was the beginning of shutting everything down. And here we are again almost, man, has it been two years? A year and some change. And the coronavirus is back at the center of debates with the NBA. And what are they going to do? You're talking about players are going to lose game checks. NBA is going to dock pay for missed games related to COVID. And when you think about Kyrie, he's not going to be playing, at least right now, in the 41-plus home games for the Brooklyn Nets. This is really difficult for the NBA to handle. And I don't know why, but yet I do. And I think it starts with how this league, for better or for worse, but I think for better, has very much been at the forefront of calling it a player's league. And now we're in a bit of a trouble. Look, I'm saying we like I'm in the league office. The league office is... Really got to figure this out. The WNBA has 99% vaccination rate. So at least from that perspective, the league office is happy. I really don't understand when you look at Canada, why are you giving a quote unquote national interest exemption unquote to allow unvaccinated NBA players to play in Toronto? Why? NHL players are not getting that exemption. If you play in New York or California, you can't play. I mean, the power of the Raptors ownership group or whoever got that rule passed through. Woo. That's kind of weird to me, huh? Is it weird to you too? I mean, a little bit. It's a little different to me. I don't quite understand why that's a thing, but it is. The other topic is Ben Simmons. He wants to be traded from the Philadelphia 76ers. He doesn't want to play with Joel Embiid anymore. Oh boy, if he does get traded, that's going to be wild to see the two of them go at it 
But as I thought about, um, as I'm reading the different reports and I'm thinking about, you know, uh, the different scenarios that we see out there in a trade for Ben Simmons and talking about how he wants the offense to run around him, sort of. And it got me to thinking about Shaquille O'Neal's criticism of, I want to see Ben Simmons get better. He doesn't like the holdout. I mean, no one likes the holdout. But I would also say that in my mind, what I've been thinking about is Magic Johnson. I want to say Magic Johnson was the greatest shooter, but with his size to be able to play almost all five positions, but the dynamic way he played at point guard, I could see Ben Simmons with his height and passing ability if he does say, look, I'm not lacking confidence. Give me the ball. I can run an offense. I can shoot. Or rather, an offense can run through me. So, you know, I could imagine many teams, even though, you know, when I really was thinking about it, uh, Shaquille O'Neal said, quote, I don't understand why Ben is upset. Maybe he felt disrespected when Doc Rivers suggested they couldn't win a championship with him. If so, I think Ben and his team should have been a little bit more professional. End quote. And then he goes on to say more. But maybe there is a good market for Ben Simmons to change a franchise. Now, what franchise has the capital and the ability to give Philadelphia the assets they want back? Like a Sacramento, Houston, Boston, maybe. Uh, I don't necessarily want to say Boston, but I know they've got a lot of good young players. Washington. They don't have a, a lot of good young players, but with some of the new players they brought in, sending Kyrie down 90, excuse me, sending Kyrie, sending Ben Simmons down 95 for some of the players, a couple of the young players. Bradley could still get his touches. That's probably not going to work, seriously. But, you know, as training camp goes on, I think Ben is only going to dig in his heels more and more. This isn't a Aaron Rodgers situation. I don't think that all of a sudden he's going to come back. I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. But what I do see happening is Ben Simmons will be playing on another team before the start of the season. I don't see the odds on that on Props HQ leading us to when you go to Props HQ and then you can go on to DraftKings and 
BetMGM, Unibet, etc. I don't see odds in basketball for that. That'd be an interesting trade. I'm sure somewhere you can get those those numbers, right? <laughs> but I want it to happen sooner than later. If nothing else, so it can be it can be good for all parties to move on. Let's call it. All right. Let's start to focus on the upcoming season and not let this drag on. That's really what you want in the end. So hopefully they can work it out. What I don't think will be worked out until the last day of the season is Major League Baseball wild card. Scenarios are all over the place. The Yankees are only a game up on Boston. I mean, Boston and Yankees are both in the wild card hunt. The Yankees have another game at Toronto. Toronto is a game behind. Boston's at Baltimore. It's probably a win for them. Seattle's at the Angels. They are a half a game back of the wild card. Oakland's been eliminated. For a Thursday, this is exciting. We got four more games for these teams. Before... The season's over for two of the four teams vying for the wild card. The one game wild card playoff. It's all but done in the NL division. Now it's just a matter of with the Dodgers and St. Louis and the Giants, who's going to have to play in the wild card game? The Dodgers are two games back of the Giants, so that, of course they want to be able to win the NL West, and they don't have to play the one-game playoff. The Dodgers won't, and the Padres helped them last night. Four straight home runs. What was going on? The Dodgers have been... Playing well, but so have the Giants. The Giants have won five in a row. Dodgers have won three in a row. Atlanta's won five in a row. The Phillies are four and a half games back. Atlanta plays at home or hosts the Phillies, if you will. So... Everything as far as divisions you need to keep an eye on is in the National League, the West and the East. Tampa's locked up the AL East. Chicago's locked up the AL Central. Well, I guess technically, right, you're right, you're right, okay. Seattle still has a shot to catch Houston. No, they can't. It's three and a half. Games left. Houston have to would have to lose all of their games for Seattle to catch him. I just don't see it. 
But Seattle has won four in a row, nine and one in their last 10. I don't, you know, when I look at baseball, it's interesting. It's probably the hardest sport maybe to even think about betting on. All of the odds are one team is favored or one and a half up. That's it. That's too tight. That's way too tight. But you can still look at the team futures with the Dodgers leading the way to win. The prediction is at plus, well, I guess not the prediction, but their favorite at plus 340 to win the World Series. Houston Astros are behind them at plus 475. The Brewers, surprisingly, are at plus 750. The Giants are also at plus 750. The Phillies are all the way at plus 50,000 because that's out of control. The thought that the Phillies could come back and make a run, but how special would that be if that were to happen? It's not. But I guess you only need, you know, you need one one good run in you. You got one good run in you. You never know. Always like a good home run. Probably won't happen. But it's fun, and I hope you're enjoying it as well. What I'm going to enjoy tonight as best I can is Thursday night football. The Cincinnati Bengals are hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Bengals are favored at minus 7.5. Over under at 46. Money line, Bengals minus 320, Jaguars plus 250. What do you want to watch in this game? I like the Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence. That's probably the, and realistically, you know, I feel like Joe Burrow is still a rookie. You know, his injury last season. But the Cincinnati Bengals, albeit a 2-1 and one record, are at the top of the division, of their division with the Ravens and Browns in the AFC North. They beat the Steelers 24-10, albeit, I think, a banged-up Steelers team and a team that dropped a season-high 10 passes. But if you like to watch the young quarterbacks that have been given the keys to the Rolls Royce, this is your opportunity to see it. Joe Burrow and his reconstructed knee. What he can do, hooking up with his guy, Jamar Chase, who's caught a touchdown in every game this season. Four touchdowns in his first three career games. Youngest player ever to do that, according to NFL research. He might be able to torch that Jaguar secondary. There's no doubt about that. It's, it's an okay game. But in my mind, when I look at the type of division that the Bengals play in and coming off of a big game against a big win over the Steelers, they're at home. I'm taking the Bengals at minus seven and a half. 
I think they ride this to another win. I'm going to say, what, 24-16. So I'll take the under as well. That's my pick. All right, next. It's gut check time. As I go through all of the games. Try to do it in two minutes or less. Here we go. Chiefs at Eagles. Chiefs favorite at minus seven. I'll take the Eagles. Titans at Jets. Titans favorite at minus seven. I'll take the Titans. Houston Texans at the Bills. A lot of talk about Deshaun Watson being traded at some point. Bills favorite at minus 16 and a half. That's a lot. But you got Houston coming west to east. After the way the Bills played against the Washington football team. Can I take the Bills? That's a lot. I think I'll take the Texans at plus 16 and a half. Carolina Panthers at the Cowboys. Cowboys are favored at minus four. Panthers have looked good. They're 3-0 on the season. I'll take the Panthers plus four. Giants at the Saints. Saints favored at seven and a half. I'll take the Saints in that pick. As I'm going through my list here to make sure that I don't forget to actually make the picks. You know what I'm saying? Can't be forgetting to make the picks. Lions at the Bears. Lions, they found a spectacular way to lose last week. Chicago's at home. There were talk of a new stadium as land was bought by the Chicago Bears ownership in the suburbs. I'm taking the Bears at minus three. Colts at the Dolphins. Dolphins are favored minus two. I'm taking the Colts plus two. Browns at Vikings. Browns are favored minus two. I'm taking the Vikings at plus two. Washington football team at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are the underdog, but at plus one. But at home, as bad as Washington's defense looked, maybe they're in a little bit of disarray. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons. Cardinals, Rams. Rams at home after a big win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm taking the Rams at home. Minus four. Seahawks at 49ers. Seahawks are the underdog at plus three. Niners are playing well, but lost a heartbreaker to the Green Bay Packers. I think they bounce back. I'll take the 49ers at home. Steelers at the Packers. Packers are favored minus six and a half. TJ Watt. Yeah, he limited at practice. Didn't play the entire practice. Deontay Johnson may be coming back too. Maybe Devin Bush, another week of rest. He's doing a little bit better. But I think the Packers at minus six and a half, I'm going to take the Packers. Ravens at the Broncos. 
The Ravens are the underdog plus one. What's in the water with Teddy Bridgewater? He's playing well. They're at home. I think the Ravens are the better team there. I'll take them plus one. Justin Tucker. Oh, my gosh. What a kick out of him. It's pretty amazing. NFL record, 66-yarder to beat Detroit. Now, granted, they should have beat Detroit in Detroit. So now I'm talking myself out of Ravens. Am I really going to go with the Broncos? Uh, maybe I will at minus one. Buccaneers at the Patriots. Of course, that's the game everybody wants to see. Tom Brady going back to Foxborough, playing against Bill Belichick. The Buccaneers are favored at minus six and a half. The Patriots, they let me down last week. I thought at home they would beat the New Orleans Saints. They couldn't do it. I'm taking the Buccaneers to win that game. And then Monday night, we've got the Raiders at the Chargers. The Chargers are favored at minus three. I am going to take the Chargers in that game. So there you have it. That's Those are my gut check picks. I'm not going to go back on it. I'm going to go in ahead and put this in. Let's see how I do. Let's see how you do as well. That'll do it for Just for Sport. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you have a great sports weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun with baseball and football. I don't really talk much college football. I really don't. But, you know, I'm sure you'll enjoy your college football. Let's hope that my Pitt Panthers at Georgia Tech do well. They're favored at minus three. Let's go Pitt. That'll do it for now. Ciao for now.